0: The podcast today is brought to you by Port City Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, It is located at 8 Greenleaf Woods Drive. Um, The website is www.portcitybjj.com. We're open seven days a week. We have three black belt instructors, um, kids classes, fundamentals, advanced classes, striking class on Friday afternoon, something for everybody um also located inside the seaco sports club where you have access to pool sauna weight room cardio machines uh hot tub showers locker rooms all that um come on check us out um guarantee you will not be disappointed um beyond that um little plug here one of our students is battling some health issues um he's got a gofundme going to pay for some medical bills it's uh gofundme.com backslash dan dion d-a-d-a-n-d-i-o-n and uh you can read his story there and help him out if you're so inclined um real good kid and uh Real intricate part of the uh, jujitsu community over there. So um, check those things out, Port City BJJ and GoFundMe backslash Dan Dion.
1: Also brought to you by EverProven CrossFit in Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, we're located in the Mill, 51 Washington Street, Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, the phone number to reach us is seven four zero zero eight two two. You can go to the website www evrprvn.com uh, as well as you can direct email uh, the g- business manager stone at evrprvn.com um, basically it is a all encompassing crossfit gym passion, passion is a train a diverse community and it's made up of all ages and all ability levels whether you're a seasoned athlete, weekend warrior, or you have no fitness experience at all, and just looking for a lifestyle cha- or looking for a lifestyle change, um, it's the place to be. And all the programming is uh, scalable and achievable. Um, it's a very positive community and full of uh, some really awesome people. Come on down, do a free intro with us, and uh, see what we're about um you can also check out uh any current events uh on uh facebook we're on there you can check us out ever proven crossfit we have uh lots of things going on all the time check us out Hey, good morning. What's up? What's happening, man? All right. Welcome back to the podcast of uh, Sharp Iron Society.
0: Uh, yeah, technically number three of the, uh, <laughs> the recordings here, but one of which no one will ever hear. Yep. Only us. Right. Uh, so one thing I notice about doing these podcasts is I say um and like a lot that are really try hard not to do that anymore. So you're
1: saying there's a valley
0: girl inside of you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that first, that first podcast we recorded, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Except for that is really annoying. So that's one thing that I'm going to really try hard not to do anymore. Don't think about it too hard,
1: or else you just get stumped.
0: It's like that nervous... Tech, you know what I mean you you focus on it and then you find I'm like I'm doing this
1: all the time What you didn't take any, you didn't take any public speaking class speaking classes in college or high school?
0: Uh I barely graduated high school and <laughs> dropped out of college twice, so no I didn't do that. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: I had to do those with a PowerPoint presentation. I sucked at it.
0: Did you go to college?
1: I did for a little while. What'd you go for? Uh I originally went for English. I wanted to become a uh uh, an editor for a publishing house. That was my goal. I wanted to be an editor for a publishing house and uh, write books on the side.
0: That's a weird <laughs> aspiration to have <laughs> as a young person.
1: Knowing, knowing me now,
0: it's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> uh, I feel it. Well, I mean, I guess you listen to a lot of books on tape. So I, I do can,
1: only, only because I have, I have a half hour commute to work every single day. Right. So it's, it's and that, and it just, it's my, it's my calming peace time. Right. It's your time. Yeah. It's my time. Right.
0: But I feel like when I was going into, I, I went to college for, um, what did I go for? I went to, for visual communications. I wanted to make movies but nice. I feel like, I, but I feel like that's like a normal aspiration for a young adult, yeah, especially someone who lives in this area who one of the only things to do is watch a lot of movies and well at it's that age, at that age you know what I mean what do you do in New
1: Hampshire uh you drink and um you fornicate and <laughs> right and watch movies and watch movies
0: so I feel like that was one of those things where it was kind of predictable, you know what I mean and, but being a editor at a publisher, publish I think house. I'm like blowing your mind right now. <laughs> well, this is not, nothing
1: I would have thought of doing as. Well, it, it stemmed from the fact that I was going, like, I, I originally, like, the very first school that I went to, I went to multiple schools because I, I suck at education, um, and like, I've got some, some bad ADD. So I, um. Uh, basically went into uh first I started business, I wanted to do a small business, and I was terrible at accounting and any kind of like business oriented stuff which it just didn't compute one in one ear or out the other um but uh I like. I was really good with words. I've always been good with words written on a paper. Right. Uh, m- maybe not so much in front of a microphone sometimes, but uh, oh, we'll, definitely. We'll get there. <laughs> definitely have have a way with words on paper. Um, and like writers are just. Poor bastards. Right. It's like, hey, what do you do professionally? Well, professionally, I write, but right now I'm working in a coffee shop, um, dealing with rich douchebags. I, I, <laughs> so, so that was that was that was like that was, that was my segue into uh, writing. Was like actually like. I was like, okay, I could get, uh, I could get an education in English, and then I could get, um, like, I, I could go, like, get a master's in like English and become like a publisher, or like, or, or an editor at a publish, big publishing house, and make enough money to be able to write on the side. And I was right. like, that was, m- that was my way around mm-hmm. that. We're popular today. <laughs> <laughs> I heard buzz, shut buzz.
0: that up. Uh, funny you should mention that because I met a guy recently at a corporate party that he was a writer in air quotes <laughs> <laughs> and his wife was the woman that worked at the uh the the corporation that I was at I mean full disclaimer I was totally out of my element as well because I am not the corporate type but uh he was a landscaper like yeah. it was one of those things right he's like yeah I got this book and uh, I'm trying to get it published right now, and if it gets published, it's going to be great and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, so you're just a writer? He's like, oh, no, I landscape too. And I was like, oh, the truth comes out.
1: See, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to being that guy, be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a writer, but, um, well, what, how do you make money? Right. <laughs> like, do you make money writing? No, no. Right. Have you published anything? No, 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 not really. Like, what do you do? Well, like I work at a restaurant, like seven days a week and right. no I didn't want to be that but yeah. I eventually ended up working landscaping
0: restaurants right. <laughs> and, and never writing a goddamn thing right. well it's like one of those things too where people ask me what I do and I'm not sure what to say because I'm like uh, I teach jujitsu and they're like oh that's cool so that's your full time and I'm like no that's not like so I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like I really don't know what to tell people what I do guess i'm a contractor <laughs> see now those conversations make me have all these you, reflective gotta, you thoughts gotta throw about some life.
1: three three dollar words in there and like just just right. legitimize, legitimize your uh what you do like right. i'm not a dishwasher i'm a sanitation
0: engineer right right yeah you need those <laughs> yeah it's all about perspective and labeling i guess exactly hmm. uh and yeah, that's funny man i never ever would have thought of being a publisher.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. It, I I think it was uh it it really came on like when I went to college it was like originally it was business. And then um I ended up like first term it was like like everybody across the board had to like do like this writing course like you had to learn how to write. Right. And I ended up correcting like so many people's papers because I was really good at just flying through stuff and and editing and making right. things sound better. Right. So that was like light bulb in my head. like, "Oh, shit. Maybe I should do this." Right. And I was obsessed with like science old fi- science fiction and horror books like Robert Bloch and right. and and all the old great writers, but I mean yeah, it's Then life segued me into some randomness.
0: Right, right. I feel like everyone's life does that, though. No one ever. If you were to ask me even, I don't even know, I guess the path that I'm on, I've been on for a few years, but not very long. I feel like five years ago, if you would have asked me what I would be doing five years from then, this is not what I would have thought, you know what I mean? And forget... 10 years <laughs> or in high school if you were told me in high school that at 31 i would be doing the things that i'm doing now I, and one of the main things like teaching jujitsu and being a martial artist and kind of devoting my life to that and teaching jujitsu like, you're of your goddamn mind there's no <laughs> way i would do that i um,
1: would have stopped in like being comfortable in mandex <laughs> that's that's where I want to stop. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you do that man, but hey, two thumbs up props to you.
0: I you know, it's one of those things where you start out you start out in the gi, which is awesome, it's a lot of fun and then you try no gi and it's board shorts and a t-shirt and then you're like oh this t-shirt is getting caught on everything. I got to wear a rash guard. So you now like this skin tight knee bring like a rash guard on you're like oh this is so much better and then you're rolling one day and then someone's foot get caught in your shorts and you're like why do i have these shorts on And i'm like oh, i could wear long spandex pants and no one's going to touch my legs or my arms so and- my
1: question is at what point do you progress to a cloth banana hammock and oil yourself in olive oil and go greco roman
0: But that defeats the purpose, because the reason I wear a long (laughs) sleeve shirt and long sleeve tights or long legged tights is so that people aren't touching my bare skin too much. It's like the only thing that's exposed is my head, my hands and my feet, which is pretty awesome. Uh, So so I'd never progress to that. But just having this conversation five years from now, you never know (laughs) what might happen. (laughs)
1: Oh, man, I'm going to question our relationship the day
0: you start oiling yourself up with olive oil. I don't even know if it's olive oil. Have you ever seen that the, the Turkish wrestling? No. Watch it sometime. You, oh, well, I assume it's some kind of like ghee or something like no, that. No, they wear like, like, I don't even know what material pants it is. Yeah, but you could, we'll have the Riddler over here. Pull up, a, pull up, a, pull up a, a, a movie or something so you could watch Turkish oil wrestling. Because they literally wear like, I don't even, they like canvas pants and then douse themselves in oil and beat the shit out of each other. I'm like, <laughs> sounds like a normal Saturday night. <laughs> w- w- witness this. No, well, there's a
1: interesting oh uh, uh, there's a dude in the background rubbing his chest all right all right i think i've seen something like this before yeah they're all greasy they're <laughs> 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 oh i mean they're, they're they're like big dudes i mean these guys are oh they're hugging oh oh they're rubbing each other now that's uh, that's even better <laughs> all right can you can you get this spot for me oh well I mean, they're doing like standard like lock. Like those pants are weird. They're like leather or something.
0: Oh, and the other thing is like, if you watch, they actually have like fairly decent technique, and they're in shape, and they're beating the shit of each other. They're just covered in oil.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, well done putting it right to that spot. <laughs> I mean, is it part of the game to get your hand down the other guy's pants and wrap his junk? <laughs> uh, but,
0: uh, I, I haven't got that far with...
1: Oh, no, that, that's full penetration down the pants. Oh, I, I see what they're doing. They're using the pants, like, to hoist each other around. It's interesting. God, how do the people even see that in the stands? Wow,
0: yeah, it's it's a trip, man. <laughs>
1: I might have to invest a little bit more time to see what the hell is going on there. Or, or not. You could, you could not do that. <laughs> or as well. not. Or not. Yeah. Well, interesting, right? <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: The stuff that you've in you've introduced me to, uh, in all the videos that you've sent to me is like is mind blowing. Just all I mean, like from just wackiness to just skill oriented it's it's amazing what's out there.
0: I have this weird obsession and it's kind of where the, the podcast has, um, stemmed from a little bit and it's one of those things where I see it. Every, like, I have this weird obsession with, um, obscure greatness. Like I love people who are trying to get great at something that n- not a lot of people care about for some reason. Um, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I've got really into um, this guy named Matt Vincent, who is. Um, he's got an awesome YouTube channel. I forget what the name of the. What his, like, full YouTube channel is. Um, but I think Matt Vincent YouTube channel or whatever. I think if you just type in Matt Vincent on YouTube, it comes up. And he's got this thing called. Um, this series called The Drifta Lifta. Um, he owns Hate Brand Goods, which is a cool, like, apparel company. But he is the world's best Highland Games athlete.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing the videos of him. But
0: it's like, who the... like? And he says it all the time, like, no one cares about Highland Games. Like, you go <laughs> and there's a bunch of fat guys in kilts throwing things around, you know? And they always do them at, like, Scottish Highland festivals. So people are, like, there by default and show up and watch these guys throw stones and rocks and hammers and telephone poles and, and uh, hay bales over it's awesome but and it, it is awesome to watch because it's like true feats of strength i think this guy was a uh, he was like a collegiate shot putter and discus thrower at louisiana state university but he's the best highland games athlete in the world and he works so hard like he's got a regular job and but he finds a way to train still throw um, when he's traveling for work, he goes into other gyms. You know, he supplements his uh, his throwing with Olympic lifts and things like that, or whatever. And you don't make any money off the Highland Games, you know what I mean? He's working. He's working ridiculously hard. And I I love that stuff. I think that's kind of one of the things I I like about jiu-jitsu too. Like a lot of the best jiu-jitsu players in the world own their own academies or do seminars or put out a dvd on techniques or whatever. It's not like they're ma- it's not like they win a tournament and they get any money for it. That's Yeah. They they don't you're paying to do that tournament. It's usually costing you your flight there and your entry fee for the tournament and you know if you're lucky you have a sponsor or something that'll pick some of that money up or whatever, but you're not getting you're not, you're not making millions uh, doing the actual activity it's all supplemented by showing people the activity that you do. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm drawn to that. Uh,
1: well, when you boil it down, it's it, it literally comes to one word and that's just passion. Right, I right. Mean, it's passion for what you do, passion for what you teach and passion, I mean, just doing doing that, that certain thing, whatever it is. Right. And that's what we're trying to expose.
0: Right. Well, that's the other thing too is like, I mean, how many people do I know either at my own academy that where I teach jujitsu or the CrossFit gym that you coach at. And then I work out at. that, um, none of those people are making any money off. I mean, yeah. even most, I mean, you as a coach aren't making much money. The owners of that CrossFit gym aren't making much money. I mean, they all have regular jobs. I have a regular job beyond teaching jujitsu. Like, you're not, you're just not making any money doing that. But day in and day out, you, kill yourself to get better at whatever that is yeah and there's are so like, i mean another example is that she's uh she owns crossfit predation in oregon i think it is um that girl uh aaron Lavoie, like number one female lumberjack in the world you know what i mean like <laughs> random. but i find myself going down these rabbit holes i'm like oh this person's working incredibly hard to Get better at something that no one cares about Only they care about in a select few You know what I mean? They're killing yeah. themselves every Working day Working
1: really hard to, to to be primarily obscure mm-hmm. Right Which is, I mean, it's amazing in itself Right I mean, even even the world of CrossFit Like, most people know, I mean, some of the big, big names But still, it's like, there's 50 people I think it's 50 people that go to the games And, I mean, like, unless you're, like, the top tier Like, a lot of people don't know who the hell you are Right and uh, I mean like this day and age is like the people that really have big names are have to be like, I mean, huge sports players, right? Which I mean are sometimes generally overpaid as it is. Right. But I mean, it's the people that don't get paid to do what they're doing. Um, that are amazing.
0: Well, I think that's the other thing too, is like, just talk about (laughs) YouTube or whatever, but how many people, and I wouldn't know about these people if it wasn't for social media, you know what I mean? So I, I, Social media I think gets a it's like it's a there's pros and cons to it for sure, but that's one of the things I love about social media and that's kind of how I came up with the name of this podcast or the idea, and we kind of spitballed it and rolled it around and but I just went on social media and I was like, what is the commonality between all these things that I love that keeps coming up over and over and over and over again and you know um you know that whole iron sharpens iron thing has been said to me when I was coming up through Jiu Jitsu ranks because you you're training training with someone who was better than you was gonna make you better. You know what I mean? Like and not keeping any secrets. Um another person that I I really um follow closely and, and like a lot and I know you too is uh Tate Fletcher. Yeah. Um and that's one of the things he always says is uh when everybody does better, everybody does better. And like, it sounds one of those things where you listen to it and you're like, yeah, no shit dummy. Like, (laughs) but when you boil it down, but that's kind of what, and he talks about that in jujitsu is if you learn a technique and you're just murdering people with these techniques, the only way that technique is going to get any better is if you show people what you're doing so they can make it harder to do that technique. You know what I mean? So that's one thing that came up through the whole, um, the whole jujitsu thing. one of the, like, I see life life is through the jiu-jitsu lens for me now because I've done jiu-jitsu so much for so long I trained every day for the past you know eight nine years as much as I could and um one of the other things is you never want to be the best guy in the room you always want to be sorry there's always going to be someone better that's how you get better and that's how it is with CrossFit too you know um or I mean and pretty much everything yeah um But that's the the great thing about uh, Ever Proven is I'm not the best guy in the room. And I I couldn't tell you who the best guy in the room was on any given day, you know. Um, But that, the iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean? That you're competing with one of your peers all the time. And the great thing about the community of CrossFit, too, is if someone gets good at a certain skill, they will help their peer get better at that skill too. It's almost absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, I like just watching, we started out training in, in a garage, right? I mean, the, the, the owner, the owners actually, and I, we all started training in, in one of the owners garage and then we got into the gym and we started getting more and more equipment and progressing. And it was like, and then somebody got their first muscle up. Like holy shit, how do you do that? (laughs) Um, And it just kept on flourishing from there. It's just like once one person gets a muscle up and 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 you get a new client, be like, wow, what is that? Like I want to be able to do that. Like okay, and it just that's how. Like you're entirely correct. Like that's how things progress. And if you're just sitting there getting up on the rings and doing a muscle up and walking away and not showing anybody, then I mean, it becomes. Something that's lost. Right. Uh, lost within you and lost within the gym and the community
0: that you're in. Right. Well, and I think it's also one of those things where I think, um, and that's the other thing with, um, the martial arts with, uh, strength and conditioning, no matter what your modality is, whether it's CrossFit or just strictly powerlifting or strictly Olympic lifting or, Hit training or whatever it is, um, and with a lot of other uh, demanding activities is if you're not doing it with someone else, you become satisfied with your progression and, true. and and where you are. And adding someone else to build off of, you don't get satisfied because you're always pushing the envelope. You're always pushing each other to do one more rep or do that technique sharper or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so doing really hard things for fun with a good community is invaluable yeah. as far as I'm concerned.
1: Uh, I, I don't know in, uh, too much about jujitsu, but I know you can't really roll with yourself. Right, <laughs> right. Well, that's <laughs> You a, can CrossFit by yourself all you want in a garage, but... Like, right.
0: Well, and then I would, like... I would venture to say that if you're crossfitting, Well, that's the other thing about this Matt Vincent guy. I mean, he goes and he supplements and he... That whole Drifter Lifter series is he goes to... You know, he'll go train with Kelly Sturrett and he'll go train with Jesse Burdick and he'll go train at Chrissy May Cagney's gym and, you know, um, go train. He trained with um, Reese Hoffa, who is the best um, American shot putter. But he primarily trains in his garage by himself when he's at home, which is... I couldn't motivate myself to do that. I need to go there and be like, oh, look at this fucker over here doing, <laughs> you know, pull-ups and push-ups and deadlifts and, you know, busting his ass and, and killing himself. I'm like, guess I got to kill myself too, you know? Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I know I can say for myself those days when, like, I just don't have a drive and and I'm working out by myself in the corner and I don't have a drive. Like, I'm not getting... Jack done. Right, I'm getting so little done. I'm, my eyes are drifting around the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm taking way too many rests. Right. It, it, so, when you have those people to go up against, it, it makes it so much more worthwhile, so much better. And that voice inside your head that keeps on saying like, like, oh, your shoulder hurts. That internal or, debate. Or, or like, oh, your lungs are burning a little bit. Like you should slow down a little. But that internal debate is so much louder when you're by yourself as it is if you're in like in with a bunch of other people, which I think a lot of people don't understand like like that are outside that CrossFit community is why we're so adamant about like this community and, and why CrossFitters generally talk about CrossFit so much is because it's such a big community and like you throw down with all these people that, outside the gym, a lot of them probably wouldn't meet and, and hook up and, and, and hang out together. Right. But inside the gym, I mean, you're best friends. Right. I mean, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing, but, uh, having that community, having that support system is what gets you through those hard wads and, and, and workouts and, and gets you through like that brain, that brain of yours saying, like, no, I can't do this.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, it's the same with jujitsu, too. And I, I mean, I honestly think that it could be, um, I mean, I think that's, I mean, I would hate, I don't, I would never compare a jujitsu athlete or a crosslude athlete to a soldier and it's just not a good comparison unless that jujitsu athlete is a soldier or that CrossFit athlete is a soldier. But I think that that is like a commonality is, um, Mm -hmm. and we, it's one of those things where we should have talked about our first guest, (laughs) like talked about this with our first guest. And when we have other guests on that are in the military, something that I wish I want to remember to talk about is that camaraderie in the military, you know, um, whether you agree with why you're somewhere or not or the, or the political stance or, um, the type of work you're doing or whatever, you're suffering through it for the guy next to you. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think, you know, doing really difficult. I mean, like I said, it could be CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, being a soldier, um, you know, name a million other hard things. If you're doing it with someone else, in that community, you're probably going to do it better. You're probably going to have a more enjoyable time doing it. Yeah. And you're not going to be satisfied with res- with a certain result. You're always want to do, you're always want to push the envelope, which I think is really important. And then I think the other aspect of that too, is the difference in between, um, you know, being a soldier. I mean, you make the choice to be a soldier, whatever, but doing hard things for fun is is really is really beneficial i think a lot of people don't it's lost on a lot of people and everyone i know who does hard things for fun no matter what the activity is you know um i don't really know any jujitsu guys or girls that are douchebags and i don't know many crossfitters (laughs) That are douchebags. Might be one or two, you know <laughs> we, what I mean? We oh. have
1: we have a good population where we're we're from. Like right. th- for the most part, like we, we don't have like right. those a certain element at well, times. And we
0: could talk about this too <clears throat> after I make this point is um I think that the commonality there is that you're doing really hard things because you want to. That makes you a better person in the long run. You know? Um I think maybe the mm-hmm slight um difference between crossfit and Jitsu is, is if you're a douchebag in jujitsu you get the shit kicked out of you <laughs> and if you're a douchebag in crossfit people just don't talk to you anymore yeah you know pretty I mean? much so I, I mean i think that might be the one the one difference between but and that the, i mean uh i got my black belt in six years which is pretty fast um, you know, there's some people who have done it in three, three and a half, four years. takes most people, you know, 10 or 12, I would say, is it's pretty average. Um, but the reason- that,
1: is that like, I mean, do you think that's time oriented? I mean, if, if you're getting your black belt, I mean, this is for people that don't don't understand this. Don't don't do ju- BJJ is it's like if you're getting your black belt within three years, does that mean that you're pretty much doing nothing but jujitsu for that three years i mean you have the time and the resources to really do i mean maybe work like a 20-hour job or something 20-hour week job
0: um yeah anybody i know who got um who got their black belt faster than i did pretty much didn't do anything else but jujitsu um they lived at the academy like no joke slept on the mats um they probably um got paid to do something at the Academy from day one, probably clean it or do some admin work if they had that type of skill. Um, but they trained two or three times a day and that's all they did. Um, that's gotta take a beating on you though. Well, everyone I know, which is, I mean, we can like BJ Penn, BJ Penn is my favorite UFC fighter. Um, but he was the first non-Brazilian to ever win a world championship at black belt adult level. Um, we can talk about the kind of the way the jitsu levels go um but um, he got his black belt in three years, but it was one of those things where he was training so much that and 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 did that so fast that he needed to move on to something, so he like won a world championship and then started fighting MMA. It was like <laughs> all right i <laughs> i dedicated myself to jiu-jitsu with every fiber of my being for three whole years. I need to move on now. I feel like I've done what I've set out to do and I need to move on. I remember
1: he's, he's sounds like, <coughs> I mean more like a what's next character.
0: Well, it was also one of those things too. Like I, and this is one thing that scared me about when I was coming up through jiu and it was probably a good thing that I didn't have the resource to live on the mat and things like that was he, <coughs> I remember listening to an interview with him once he was in the ufc and he was like i am so happy now that the first thing i think about and the last thing i think about every day isn't jujitsu and that was me at that time when i was in it you know blue belt purple belt i was like i would go to bed thinking about jujitsu i would wake up thinking about jujitsu i'd sit in the shower and think about techniques you know and things like that i was completely obsessed um
1: What, I mean, I've, I've listened to enough, uh, different podcasts and especially Rogan, um, where they talk, I mean, he talks about the mindset of jujitsu. He talks about like how encompassing it is into your life. Like, I mean, for somebody like myself who has never done it before, um, what, I mean, how, how it, it becomes like a, almost a, a lifestyle um, and it feeds into every aspect of your life. Like how, how is that? And like, how does that work out that way?
0: Um, I think, uh, well, it's a, it's a it's like this compounding shitstorm storm of, of <laughs> stuff that happens to you once you start doing jujitsu, because <clears throat> you know, you go in there and I think at the root of, and I, I'd like to get some female jiu players on this podcast to talk about the female perspective in jiu-jitsu cuz obviously I can't touch on that at all cuz I'm not a woman um but and I, I'm sure it's a totally different dynamic but I think at the root of every man is the want to dominate and you know you could sur- and and well it's alpha right you just want to be alpha right and, and it's just human instincts and I feel like you know there are definitely some people who go way overboard with that. And there are some people who suppress that so much that they become, you know, very beta in their life. They don't even want to take charge of their own life. Um, but I think the very root of every person is, you know, you kind of have that alpha thing. So I think when you go to jujitsu the first thing that happens is it doesn't matter how big and strong and tough you think you are. And how athletic you were or how successful you were at anything else in your life, you were getting your ass kicked by someone probably much smaller than you. I remember when I started jujitsu, um, my original teacher who teaches at um, the academy that I own now, um, at the time, he's 57 years old now, but at the time he was, uh, you know, 49 Um Weighed like 175 pounds when I started jujitsu. It's funny I weigh as much as I do now as I did then. I'm just much healthier. But I was like a 230 pound slob. (laughs) I like I drank a lot. I thought I was tough because I, you know, was lifting, which in retrospect now, starting to lift weights again, wasn't very heavy, but I thought it was. And I had done a little wrestling in you know junior high and a little bit in high school. So I was like, oh, you know, I can handle myself. And this 170 pound, 49 year old had me whipping through the air like long enough so I could remember I could count ceiling tiles <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? and then like placing me on the ground as either gently as he wanted, where he would like set me down and consolidate on top and be tight so I couldn't move or so hard that I thought I was going to end up in a basement in a building that had no basement. <laughs> and, uh. So that's the, that's the first thing that happens and you don't like it. And one of the two things is going to happen. You're going to go back to get better because you don't like it and you won't, don't want that to happen to you. Or you're going to quit and decide that, you know, you're either having a bad day or not everyone's going to do that to you or you make up some excuse. Um, I was the first, I was like, I do not like that. I do not like the fact that that's possible that someone can do that to me. Um, Little did I know that there were people that could do that to him. You know what I mean? I thought he was like some mystic. <laughs> and the real fact of the matter is is that I'm a really good black belt, and there are people who still whoop my ass. Um, but that's the first thing that happens. You go, oh, i got to get better at this because I don't want to get my ass whooped anymore. And then once you start getting assimilated into that, the, the fold of jiu-jitsu, um, one thing that I would suggest to everybody that... <coughs> that is starting out in jiu-jitsu is, um, invest the time to, whether it's doing private lessons or going to seminars or, um, I mean, those are the two ways that I would suggest doing it, but is find some techniques that work for you right away, because that's going to keep you interested because once you start not being dominated so much and you figure out that jujitsu is working, you get not only are now you're, You're not wanting to get your ass kicked anymore, but you're figuring out how to not get your ass kicked. You're like, oh, there's ways for me to not get my ass kicked. So it keeps you (laughs) interested instead of, you know, if someone goes into a jiu-jitsu academy, that's one of the things that we try to do. Our academy is, you know, make them a believer that jiu-jitsu is the real deal, but then show them that they can do jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? They can... They can learn techniques to save their lives. They can learn techniques to beat other people. So we kind of, all right, I'm going to kick your ass, but then I'm going to show you how I kicked your ass, and I'm going to show you how to not get your ass kicked right off the bat. So they're like, it keeps people interested. You know, if you just go and you beat the shit out of someone for six weeks and not show them anything or show them how you're doing it, I mean, who really wants to subject themselves to that for very long? Not Mm. very many people. Not very long. But if you show somebody, you know, you beat them up, and then you're like, this is how I beat you up, this is how you stop it. And then when you go to do it, they actually stop it. <clears throat> it it keeps you interested. Um, the other thing too is, uh, you start looking at other aspects of your life that are causing you to get your ass kicked beyond the technique. So one of the things for me was like, which I find funny, like, We can talk about this too, the the correlation between CrossFit and jiu-jitsu. But I must have thrown up every class I took for the first probably two months I did jiu-jitsu. And it's like that with a lot of people. A lot of people throw up the first couple times. And you realize that you know maybe the stuff you're eating throughout the day isn't the best fuel for jiu-jitsu. Oh, if I eat healthier, I'm going to have the fuel to do jujitsu. So that's that one minute fraction of that. It's, it's it's a small edge. So you start eating healthier and then you're like, oh, you see the body, the, the changes in your body and you start getting in good shape. So that builds your confidence. So then you're like, oh, well, not only am I now able to roll at the end of class for 45 minutes because I've eaten the good things all day, but I'm also getting in shape and I'm getting a really good workout. And now I'm learning how to, dominate someone else instead of getting dominated so then it starts everything starts to increase you know creep in in your life and then um you know uh it's it's one of those things where greg jackson who is probably one of the best mma coaches on the planet said this thing one time that i think resonates in me a lot um and I, i feel like it's very true as he said that every young man should have a relationship with violence. Even if it's just to be able to feel empathy towards it. And that's one of the things I think that it makes you a better person is you feel what it's like to be on the short end of violence. And Judas is awesome because you're not getting punched and kicked. So there's no brain damage and you get to say when stop and things like that. But it's very humbling because when you tap, you say, Well, for whatever reason, there's a gamut of reasons, whether you're not good at a specific technique, you're having a shitty day, you ate like shit, you didn't get enough sleep, you know, yada, yada, yada. But you're saying in this very instant, you are better than me. No matter what the reason is, there's a million reasons, like I said. Um, But it's very humbling. So you know what it's like to be on the short end of violence. Yeah. So it makes you a better person. So you stop walking around. You, you know what violence is like. So you stop walking around thinking that violence is the best course of action because you know. And you always have in the back of your mind like, you know, this person might know a little more than I do. you know? Yeah. So I think Humility. That, right. And so I think it, it creeps into everything. It creeps into your health. It creeps into, you know, your psyche. it And it just starts encompassing everything. It's one of the things that if you look on our website... And it has my instructor bio. The last thing it says is jujitsu isn't a sport. It's not a self-defense. It's a lifestyle. And I, I truly believe that. I, I, jujitsu is the lens that I see life through. I, I think that's why that, um, like, one of the things that with this podcast, you know, I'm not real comfortable having making small talk or having too many conversations um, and I wasn't very comfortable. I didn't, once I started CrossFit almost a year ago, I hadn't lifted a weight in nine years, but jujitsu makes you feel okay to be bad at something because you know, if you just stick around and you work at it, you'll eventually get better. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it, I, I just feel like there's this, it it's such a demanding activity, but it's such a rewarding activity that there's no way that it can't seep into all facets of your life. This is true. I
1: mean, and this is what we, we've we all along been talking about um, is, is the, I think you, you first approached me with a conversation of like, okay, I'm starting to see a lot of correlation between jujitsu and CrossFit. And it's was like, well, where else is it? Like, happen to like fall into i mean where else does this go like where i think the original idea was was are there these core movements that we could that you could teach somebody and that would in turn make them actually good at a lot of different things um and just like the our conversations just keep on kept on spiraling and eventually ended up here in front of microphones (laughs) right (laughs) right um but there is a huge correlation i mean like everything like I, I know squat about jujitsu only from like watching some videos and like and 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 learning like a, a very basic thing about jujitsu. But just listening to you talk about jujitsu, I'm like, oh wow, that's there's a lot of correlation between like that atmosphere, that community, that humility um between CrossFit and Jiu Jitsu and I can relate it to Half a dozen things. Right. I mean, the other part of my life, I'm like, uh, in, in the shooting world, like, like, there's, there's humility there. You get cocky, you miss targets. Right. Um, so it, I mean, I, that's one thing that we definitely are are interested in is like finding the correlation between like all these random things, right? And and that and that's what's awesome is it's like there is a huge huge similarity between if you boil things down, there's similarity across the board,
0: right? Well, I also think too it's cool that um, for me anyway, and I mean you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like me personally, it's gone from. Um, The physical to the mental as well now. When we first started the conversation, it was like, oh, well, you know, these are the things that correlate between CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu movement-wise. What else do they correlate to? What else can you boil it down? And if you're good at these things, you'll be able to adapt them to all things physically. Now it's like, you know, what makes the Jiu-Jitsu community so great? What makes the CrossFit community so great? What other communities out there that are great? How do you prepare for jujitsu? How do you prepare for CrossFit mentally, or that, or or how do you silence that internal debate in jujitsu? How do you silence that internal debate in CrossFit? How would you silence that internal debate in other assets of your life? You know, or facets of your life.
1: Yeah, no? and, and you you mentioned it earlier, and in, and in, in, um, definitely like kind of skirted around a little bit about. Um, military, right? I mean, we like as civilians, we have like I work with a lot of military guys, right? As do I because of Jitsu. Yeah. yeah. So and 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 it's they don't quite under like we'll never know that side of life right. of like being in the ranks and all that stuff. And right. I mean, we have absolutely huge respect for them. Right. Um, but at the same same time, it's like they have to do what they're doing and like i mean that also like you were saying um that mental side it's like what gets them through what they have to do i mean going to battle like that psychological um psychological stuff that they have to go through as well as physical right um and it's it's amazing that like (laughs) the uh I remember having a conversation with uh, a good friend of mine and and he was just like, why do you do CrossFit? And I was like, well, why wouldn't I want to test myself every day? Right? I, why wouldn't I want to, like, push myself? Like, we're basically, like, when we're born, we're given these, like, Lamborghinis to drive. And we, like, I mean, you can just put a bunch of shit in the tank or you can put some, like, really great stuff in the tank. And, I mean, that goes into, like, nutrition but you can also beat the shit out of your Lamborghini or you can treat it like gold and you can drive (laughs) it and see how fast it can go and how well it handles. That's pretty much my, my ammo is, is, is like, why do I push myself so hard across it? Why do you push yourself so hard in BJJ is what can I do?
0: Well, I think one of the things that's dawning on me right now, which is, retarded um, <laughs> that is just donning I mean right now we're having this conversation but that's what's great about these conversations is what's right in front of your face gets a little spotlight shine on it. Is jujitsu crossfit even I feel like and our first guest that we had on talked about this a little bit without us even knowing about it is maximizing your human potential That's all it is. You know what I mean? That's all CrossFit is. That's all Jiu-Jitsu is. You know, our first guest talked about being in the military, actually maximized his human potential without saying it. And you'll hear in the conversation, if you keep that in the back of your mind, you know, uh, that's an underlying theme here is maximizing your human potential. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone that um, we will have on this podcast probably has some aspect of that going on in their daily life is they trying to just maximize the human potential
1: absolutely i mean that's that's the that's why like you said you keep on coming back to jujitsu you keep on coming back to the gym it is because you want to get better learn more I mean that's why people are constantly in pursuit of like how much like let's keep on putting more weight on that bar like next week i want to like get even more weight on that bar but how are you going to do it you got to learn how to do that technique you got to you got to learn the moves right uh to be able to do that like the guy that like slammed your head off the mat two weeks ago like you could learn all the moves to slam his head off the mat i mean Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I know it's a short frame of time
0: to be able to do that, but yeah. And I I think that the other thing too is, I mean, uh, and this, and this is something that I would like to talk to about more people too, is, um, people's difference or, or their, their different thoughts and modalities and their perspective on how to maximize that human potential. I think there are a bunch of ways to go through it. You know, there, there are, um, I would say that, um, you know, you have the way that I maximize my human potential originally was jujitsu. And then the way that you have done it and the way I'm doing it now or, or, combining with now is CrossFit and then you have you know the military aspect of it. What are the correlating things like those are all just modalities. What is the 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 uh, the commonalities in though all aspects of max, max like what is the best way?
1: underlying themes right i think
0: you know i'm i'm when we're doing this and we've talked about this a little bit and i want to talk to um someone specific about this um and we talked about this a little bit the other day was you know in what order does it go does it go technique strength endurance or like is there another piece of the pie that we're missing you know what i mean i feel like yeah um you know, and are those just like and then you can break it down too is like what is the root of technique? You know yeah. what I mean? And what is the root of strength and what is the root of having endurance? I, I and think things like that. And, and it's a weird thing too, because I'm I'm feeling like um, you know, I, I feel like in my in my life and all these these physical activities, but you know, you could translate it into, you know, business or um uh, you know a million other things that I'm not thinking about right now. Um, is having good technique the thing that's going to get you the furthest? But there are some things I feel like, you know, in jujitsu, <laughs> my technique is 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 good. But the reason I got my black belt in six years was endurance. I just kept showing up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I I trained when I was sick. I trained when I was hurt. I trained when i didn't want to you know i trained when there was other things to do you know people were going to the beach and i was going to train you know things like that so it was just endurance i'm proof that if you just keep keep showing up you'll eventually get good at something Um, or is it coming right out of the gate strong whatever that is with a strong business plan with a strong core with a strong you know or, Strong mind. How about that? Right. Exactly. So it's one of those things where I'd like to get into, talk to these people that we have lined up as guests. Um, you know, what what do they think is the order in, or the, the the modality in maximizing human potential?
1: Absolutely. Get into their heads a little bit. Right. I mean, what's their opinion on it? Right. I mean. it, it Beyond a doubt, there's always there's always those things. I mean, every every single thing that you do, there's there's always those things. There's always technique. There's always strength. There's right. always endurance. Right. Um, and I mean, you can, like I just said, like I mean, like mental endurance. That's I mean, that probably falls under that. And if but you, then
0: another you, the thing too is like when you start thinking about that is you know you have mental endurance, so the ability to just stay in the game. But are you thinking about it the right way? Is your is your the, Your thought technique It is true, right? You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where I don't know. And how do you balance that? How do you like, is it, is it a balance? I feel like everything in my life, you know, is always better if it's balanced. So it should be doing, you know, if you had the the graph, that bar graph, you know, do a little bit of technique and then a little bit of endurance and a little bit of strength. Or do you focus on one and get it as high as you can? And then when you focus on the other. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm not sure really, but yeah. it's interesting because we know I like, I'm not saying about this podcast too, is if you rolled through this area, the, the, the sea coast of New Hampshire, we've had this conversation is if I feel like whenever you feel it, whenever you hear about someone doing something interesting or, uh, or worthwhile talking about even, or, or, or cutting edge or, you know, put whatever adjective you want on it or nomenclature. Um, it's always somewhere else. We always talked about that. Like nothing's going on here. But then we started thinking about it. it was like, we know so many successful people yeah. that just don't have the spotlight on them. Like how can we just put that the spotlight on that person a little bit?
1: People who need to be exposed. Right.
0: And I think that's one of the things other, the aims of this podcast is we have all these successful people that, no one really knows about there are a lot of awesome things happening in this area. You could roll through this town and you know, because it's not Hollywood or it's not, you know, I mean, you could even say Nashville, Tennessee, where some of the greatest music comes out of, you know, you, I'm, I'm sure you could roll down the street in Nashville. I've never been there, but you could, you could feel the music in that town. You know what I mean? And how high level the music is So you could roll through, you know, I went to San Diego two years ago now or maybe a year and a half. And you could just roll and you could feel like kind of the vibe of what was going on in that town. There's so many jujitsu gyms in that town. There's so many good CrossFit gyms. You know, there's so much happening in that Southern California area. I feel like this is one of those areas where if you're not from here um, and you're not, I mean, there, there are some glimpses of it here and there, you know, a magazine article here, or whatever in a national magazine or, you know, whatever. But if you're not out looking for it specifically, you could roll through here. I don't know if it's because it's, it's half the year it's winter and no one's outside, you know, you're all bundled <laughs> up or whatever. And you're not really getting outside is you never know all the amazing things that are happening in this area. And there are some amazing things happening in this area. And we know some really successful people and they need to have kind of the, I feel like they need to have that story told a little bit. Absolutely. And yeah,
1: we need, we're, we're trying to expose the, uh, the uncommon.
0: Right. And, uh, I want to talk to these people about what their, modality was to get to the spot that they're at you know like that's one that's one of the things so expose these people and and let people know about all the stuff that they're doing all the stuff that's happening in this this area and you know eventually if if this works out you know maybe going some other places that in the country or in the world and and at a lofty goal about things that we think people should know about that don't um you know and that doesn't make us the authority on on letting people know what's going on. But like I said I have this this weird obsession with uncommon greatness or obscure greatness. Um but I I wanna know like what what they did to get where they are too.
1: What makes certain people tick. Right. Not to mention the the aspect that like we wanna go uh experience it ourselves. And that's that's yeah. gonna be the very interesting part. Right.
0: <laughs> well and that's the other thing too is like um it'd be cool to test these theories about the commonalities in the mental and the physical in all realms of whatever we've come across. Yeah. You know, I feel like that was one of the things we first started talking about is, you know, um, and I think it's lost on a lot of people. Um, soon, hopefully I'm going to get a, a, a crossover training session between some jiu-jitsu people and crossfit people um and kind of test these theories on a small scale but talked about like i feel like a lot of people don't realize that the power position is the power position is the power position you know yeah. if you're going to do olympic lifts and get into that power position soft knees neutral spine you know head up kind of controlling your own posture is the same as you know if you're going to sit down on a punch and wing a you know bitching right hand at somebody it starts it it, it starts from that power position you know and same thing with like if you're going to hold someone down the way to get heavy on top of someone is now you take that power position from being vertical and you just change it horizontal and get chest to chest with somebody and there are some little things that you can do to like tweak the technique or whatever but it's essentially the same position You know, if you're gonna get your hips under someone and throw them with a judo throw or something, or even do a a shot from a you know from your standing a wrestling shot, shoot a double leg or a single leg, it all originates from that power position. Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing. And then one of the things we talk about that has really changed the way I teach jujitsu is, and it's the same thing in a lot of I find in crossfit movements and in life really to be honest with you is the magic happens in those transitions you know if you're transitioning from one position to the other what makes that appropriate or or successful in jujitsu is that transition how do you how do you navigate that transition correctly you know what i mean and then the other thing is like what makes a movement and crossfit successful or not your transition you know it's either your transition from pulling that bar from the floor and getting underneath it real quick or pulling yourself up on those rings and transitioning from underneath to above those rings absolutely and then it's like you know you're switching jobs now if you don't navigate that transition correctly it could be a complete disaster or it could be the best thing that ever happened in your life You know what I mean? Transitioning between relationships, transitioning between, you know, living arrangements, you know, whatever's going on. I feel like, and that's the other thing I find, which, you know, we have this like stream of consciousness. We can keep talking and talking, talking is that's the other thing that makes about doing hard things for fun with a great community is it's usually a microcosm for life. And you can correlate all the skills that you learn tackling hard things to some other aspect of your life absolutely and i find that the people that are most successful in these things i mean it's it's like again you maximize your human potential on one aspect it's gonna spill into other parts of your life you know the people that i know that are successful I and that's the other thing too we talked about this a little bit is we have like the weirdest eclectic group of people (laughs) at my academy like we have a guy who is you know 57 years old really successful businessman uh you know, owns a bunch of uh, facilities and businesses. You know, um, has a has an amazing house, drives an amazing car, has an amazing sailboat. Nicest, most humble guy you'll ever meet in your entire life. Give a shirt off his back for anybody. He's one of those core guys that comes to jujitsu. The other aspect of that is we have a guy who is the, one of the number one tattoo machine builders in the world. They're great friends. When else would that ever happen? Yeah. But same thing with that guy is he's the number one tattoo machine builder and one of the number one tattoo machine builders in the world, you know, has pretty much a disposable income, you know, is, is comfortable in life, super generous, probably the most generous guy I know. One of those core guys that comes to Jiu Jitsu all the time. And I'm finding that with the more I get to know people in CrossFit, it's like that a lot, too, is you maximize that human potential in one area. It'll spill over in the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It, 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 same thing goes into, like, to the CrossFit gym. We just have, like, the most random people right. all thrown down together.
0: Right. So, and, and I'm, the other thing, too, is, like, I'd like to know, I mean, some of those people, like, both those guys I just mentioned, <laughs> kind of late adopters, to CrossFit or late adopters to jiu-jitsu and I feel like there are some late adopters to CrossFit as well who were successful before that activity you know I'd like to know what made them successful before they started these activities are they doing things in these activities that they learned you know is there is there is a back and forth or is it just a one-way street? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are, are, did you learn things earlier on in your life that made you successful in business or in life that now you're translating to CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, et cetera, et cetera? That's, that's something interesting. I'd like to know a little bit more about.
1: Yeah. So basically, this is a this is a call out to all you folks.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's the other thing too is we can call out like we have um. So, this is a kind of a new project for us, um, but we have social media set up. We have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page, we have an Instagram page. Um, if you know anybody that we don't, um, drop us a line. You know, we're always looking for interesting people to talk to. So, if you guys um, hit us up, we're um, the uh, Sharp Iron Society on Facebook, and then on Instagram and Twitter, it's sharp underscore. Iron underscore soc because society wouldn't fit, but um, hit us up and uh, you know, we'll talk to pretty much anybody.
1: Yeah, we we want people on here. We want to expose uh what makes them tick, their greatness, right, their weaknesses,
0: right. And it doesn't even have to be in the physical realm too. Like um, we were talking about um. Well, that's the other cool thing is I've set some pictures up on or or posted some pictures on those social media but we're in this great studio right now um i think the riddler who is our producer is calling it critical electric um which is it's a it's a badass studio i feel fortunate to be able to sit in here and and, and kind of vet these yeah it's beautiful right in these these crazy thoughts um but he is a, an amazing music producer and an amazing musician and yeah he's looking at me like i'm talking up my ass but he knows it's true um, <laughs> uh, and, and again, he is successful. I feel like in all those ways that we talked about the other guys that are successful and I'd like to eventually sit down and have a conversation with him about these things too. But, um, you know, we run the gamut from tattoo artists to crossfitter to jujitsu to, music producer to successful businessman it doesn't have to be in one specific thing if anybody out there knows anybody who is just maximized their human potential and is great at something or just would be an interesting person to talk to would would love to have a conversation with, about whatever it is that needs to be talked about
1: hell yeah <laughs> all right i guess that's it for uh Redo a number one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> one. One dash A. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, so stay tuned. Um, hopefully you guys are, are digging this. Um, we're really digging it. There's definitely a learning curve, like I said, and I'm trying to not say almond like so much <laughs> and become a better uh, conversationalist. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for more more guests, more podcasts, more experiences.
1: All right. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thanks.